I'm Stephanie Lugo, and this is The Market Authority Show. Hey, I'm Stephanie Lugo, ex-corporate 9to5er turned top-producing realtor and coach. Along the way to growing a top 1% attraction-based real estate business, I became obsessed with all things marketing systems, scaling, and social. But it wasn't always easy, and I remember what it felt like to lack the confidence, direction, and know-how to make it happen. So I created the Market Authority Show to share simple, actionable, step-by-step help and inspiration to build your dream real estate business with help from timeless principles and today's cutting-edge strategies. Here, we always keep it real and never shy away from the topics that you are dying to know more about but can never get a straight answer to. Clients, growth, family balance, failure, and how to navigate an ever-changing real estate industry are just a few of the topics that we're going to tackle together. Whether you're just starting out on your real estate journey or you've been around for a while, we've got a few tricks up our sleeve that you'll want in on and all are welcome here. So let's dive in. Welcome to the show where we are bringing you the insights and expertise of top players in the world of real estate. And today I'm so excited to have Abe Novi, a real estate agent based in San Antonio, Texas, and a friend and member of our coaching program, the Market Authority Academy, as our guest. In this episode, Abe and I are discussing why having a relationship-driven business is the best business format for realtors. Abe is sharing his experience and knowledge on the relationship business mindset, its benefits, and how to build and maintain relationships with clients. You are going to love this conversation. As an ambassador in the Market Authority Academy, Abe is passionate about helping new agents succeed in their real estate business. He will also be sharing tips for new agents and experienced agents on how to get started implementing this mindset in their own business to meet even their most wildest goals and dreams. So whether you are an experienced agent looking to take your business to the next level or a new agent just starting out, you won't want to miss this episode. Let's get to it. Hey, Abe, thanks for joining me. How's it going? I am doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you for having me on again. Oh my gosh. It's a pleasure as always. So I was, <laughs> we actually had, we started this conversation a couple of weeks ago. We were just catching up over a phone call and kind of like commiserating on um, how important relationship building is in this business and how we wish everybody knew all the things that we knew. So I'm excited to kind of just revisit that conversation. Um, yeah. I think during during that call, I was like, you know what, wait, let's just stop this and let's record it in, a, <laughs> in, in the future so that we can put it on the show. And so that's where we get to pick up. Yeah, it's kind of hard when you wish you could re- have recorded like in the past, like you wish you had started <laughs> recording an hour before, right? Yeah, but truth speaks, right? So um, <laughs> when yeah. when it comes to your business, um, how, how are you using relationships to stay ahead? And, and I want to ask you this because one thing that you and I kind of were harping on is like that shiny object syndrome and you're, you're still a relatively newer real estate agent. You're not new to sales. You've been around the block a while. You've been a professional, um, for a long time, but when it comes to like real estate specifically, it seems like there are so many shiny objects 
But you and I agree that the thing that always just tends to work is relationships and leaning back onto that. Yeah. Um, I think it's something that I learned in this when I was in sales, you know, in the car business before real estate. Um, I had clients that I, you know, I had a, like, like two families that had purchased more than 18 to 20 vehicles from me over an 18 year period while I was in there. And, and so I think that um, for me, it's just, you know, it's, it's always been pretty natural. I'm, I'm a pretty outgoing person. I'm, 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 I guess you'd consider me extroverted, um, you know, so I, but I learned in sales a long time ago and, and even really before that, even in the restaurant business, I learned, you know, I had regular people that came in to see me at the restaurants that I worked at. And, um, you know, I learned in that business, especially, how, you know, cause you had, you know, I mean, a minute or two to get somebody to really like you in the restaurant business yeah. and in the car business, it's always first impressions too. And it's kind of the same in real estate, you know, um, especially it depends a little bit on the lead type. Um, and that's where that shiny object syndrome comes in, I think, with a lot of newer agents is that, you know, there's there's so many ways to get leads right now. Um, you know, there's like I, I think um, we I, I think I actually talked about this in one of the first times we talked was um, another uh, another um, somebody who I got content from. They talked about hustle pillars and and like, you know, where, where are you getting your leads from and what are your your pillars that you're getting those from? And I think there's so many choices right now. And that's where, you know, agents kind of coming into it. And even when I started out coming into it not really knowing or understanding like where am i going to get these you know sales from where am i going to get them from and um you know one of the reasons that you know I, i'm on a team so for people who aren't listening i am on a team and i started out that way too and you know we had different lead sources they kind of started us out you know we're very heavy on zillow and so we started on zillow but a couple of my first leads actually came from other sources besides that uh as well and it it really took a little while to start understanding in real estate how to build a business from the relationships that you already have and i think so many agents with you know so many choices they they just see things and they think you know oh well i can get them from over here and i can get them from, from over here and then what happens is you just wind up like a lot of people just wind up spending a lot of money to get them and um I think so many people just really miss the boat on understanding that depending, I mean, everybody's going to be different, but depending on where they come from, depending on how long they've been in their location, uh, what their background there is, um, they probably have anywhere from 200 to as many as seven or 800 people that they can pull from. And especially when they start looking into their social media and things like that. Well, you know what's really funny along the along that same idea line. A lot of times that I'm talking to real estate agents, I'll hear, "Well, you know, the first year I did have some good referrals, but I think I pretty much tapped tapped out my database there." And I and I'll say, "Oh, tell me about that. Like, how many referrals are we talking about? How big is your database?" And they'll say, "I don't know. I sold I sold like three houses, four houses last year for my database, and that the, those are the people that I knew of, and so that's tapped out. I got to look to something else." And that right there is the mistake. The mistake that you assume that just because you have gotten the low hanging fruit that you could immediately see whatever whatever happened to be in 
range of vision at that moment. Once you've closed those deals, assuming that something new has to start and you have to look for a new solution. When over and over and over again, we can find so much traction just by looking back to what works. Yeah, you know, I I I totally agree with that. And I think it is maybe just a misunderstanding of mm-hmm. what they're trying to do. Um, I think that they they think that it's like, oh, I'm gonna call everybody I know, let them know what I'm doing and see what I can get out of that. And there's no recognition of the understanding that not every one of those people is going to be ready right now. Mm-hmm. And you might get three or four, but you're also going to have the potential to get three or four more next year. And you might have the potential to get seven or eight more next year. And, you know, it's all about the long term. And I think playing the long game is something I, I, I think when we first talked on that phone call, I think that was one of the things we talked about was that too many agents don't understand the long game and they're just looking for what can I get in the next, you know, 30 days or 60 days. Um, And that's where I think the mindset of understanding relationships in business is so valuable is understanding that you've got to play the long game. Like you've got to think about clients for life basically. So yeah, I think that's hard for agents to do when they feel like they need a deal right now or when they feel like they need certainty right now. And that's just not ever going to be a given. Like like sometimes the phone just kind of rings and it might be a result of something you did 2 weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I I definitely feel for, you know, and and everybody's in a different position when they get started, right? Sure. So I think that you know, I definitely feel for the agents who are getting started and they're solo and maybe they're with uh um and you see this a lot. I know I see it with people that are in your program that um you see people who are going through that struggle where they're not getting the training that they need. They're not getting the support that they need from their broker. Um, they don't really have a mentor that they can look for and look towards to, you know, get answers to those things. And they are are hanging on this thread of I have three months of, you know, living expenses or six months of living expenses. And, and it can be really difficult. Um, Interestingly enough, I think the occupation that a lot of people come from that I've seen so many people succeed pretty quickly, especially if they were in for a long time, is education um, because the the number of people that they're in contact with on a regular basis um, seems to be a lot. Um, Everything from relationships with even parents and stuff to all the other people in the schools. But not everybody comes from that background. So, um, you know, I, I think that that seems to be like, I, I guess I feel for those people the most is that they come from that, that like, you know, I've got three months or six months to make this work. And I came from that. And my choice was driven by need and necessity. And not everybody's going to be in the same necessity, you know, situation as I was when it came to income and things like that. Um, but that's, I mean, that's why I joined a team and started out. But you know, I, I joined a team, but I still did SOI deals that year. You know, first year in, I still did some deals with my SOI. Um, and and it was out of that database. And, and most of that was relationship driven. Well, a lot of newer agents, either they do one of two things. They either call their sphere and let them and, and post it on Facebook and say, hey, I'm in the business now. And then they nothing happens after that. They don't follow up. 
they just assume at that point that the job is done and they don't get the deals from their SOI. Other agents never reach out. They're the secret agent because they don't want anybody to like bear witness to what could be a failure, right? Because in right. the in the back of every new agent's mind, they're like, "What if this doesn't work?" And then everybody I know watches me crash and burn. So yeah. how did you how did you get deals from your SOI that first year? Um, it was mainly um, through social media and posting and sharing stories about what I was doing. Um, you know, obviously for me. Um, well, I say obviously, maybe not be obvious to people watching but or listening, but um, for for me, um, I came from you know a, a business that, interestingly enough, I didn't use social media a lot for, but I had other things I was doing in my life at the time that I had been on social media a lot for. I have a very big sphere here in San Antonio, a lot of people on my social media, um, and I just felt like that was the way to go. So every day I was sharing what was going on. It was so new to me. Um, and I had watched, as, as you know, I had watched a ton of content about what to share on social media, how to share it. And so I was, um, I was very heavy into sharing everything. And so most of my, my deals in my first year came from either, um, like I know one was a referral from somebody that I used to work with at the dealership. And another was somebody who was uh, involved in the music scene here that saw posts on Instagram and reached out. And another person that then that one was a source of two deals. Another person who was a source of two deals uh, was a friend, an old friend from, you know, uh, uh, DJing and stuff like that, that I used to do. And she was actually um, following me on Facebook and seeing the posts that I was sharing uh, about like veterans that I was helping. Um, and her husband is a veteran. And so it just made sense for her to gravitate towards that. And, and she really liked the stories. And so I think that, um, you know, that's, that's where, you know, I got most of everything off of social media in that first year, pretty much. Um, there was one relationship to the car business as well. Mm-hmm. And then everything else was mostly social media. So two questions to follow up on that. Were you posting, um, were you posting content about your experience as a new agent? Um, Yes and no. I was probably trying to post more educational, like, hey, this is what I've learned so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that that is, I think that either of those could really work. I, I do, I do think people, um, I do think people tend to gravitate towards value more. Um, whereas I think that the, like, I'm a new agent experience is more for new agents. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I don't know. I, I I used to actually follow a few people on YouTube who were newer agents who were doing kind of day in the life type of stuff, um, you know, and had that kind of content up. But I think that what I saw the most, um, I guess, return on in terms of, you know, investment of time and, and putting into, you know, whether it was graphics or photos or stories or whatever, um, came more from like educational stuff, um, stories about what was happening with my clients, um, you know, what an inspection should be like and, you know, all the value driven stuff that we do. Okay. So that's, that's interesting. So then when you were getting, um, those individuals, those people who already had relationships with in your SOI, when they're coming to you, did they recognize how new of an agent you were? And if they did, did it matter to them? Yeah, they definitely knew. Um, 
and it had it had no bearing on it whatsoever. I, I will say that I think that part of that is because of the work that I put in to like learning everything that I needed to. I'm very detailed and very thorough when it comes to education. Um, so I was really hardcore about it. I, I think that, you know, people knowing that I've been in sales a long time did help. That probably helped. Um you know, people knowing that I wasn't new to relationships and sales and having to negotiate and stuff like that. I think that that probably helped a little bit, but nobody, for the most part, nobody really cared that I was new at real estate. And in fact, they were actually more understanding of any situation that came up because of it. And, and, and I think that that is something that people like new agents are definitely like nervous and scared about is, you know, what, what are these people going to think that, that, you know, when they find out I'm new, um, actually the, the first closing that I had, um, I worked with the gentleman for, you know, 35, 40 days. We found a house first weekend that we were out, um, got it under contract. It was the, the very first set of showings that I did. And, um, we we went out that weekend. We got a house under contract by by Sunday morning or something like that, and we closed in thirty days. and And so, um, he when when we went to closing, and I met him and his wife at the house, and you know, did a little gift basket and gave him their keys and all that stuff. Um, I I asked him. I said, Hey, you know, what would you think if I told you that you were my first client in this business? And he's like, you know, well, you know, there's a couple little things that kind of clued me into that you might be newer, but he's like, other than those things, there's no way I would have known. Otherwise you handled yourself so well throughout the transaction. And, and I think, I think that, you know, like, had I been worried about that throughout the transaction, he definitely would have known more about it. And, um, some of that is confidence. Some of that is experience in sales. But I think new agents need to like, if, especially if they're focusing on their sphere, that the the people they know, they probably already have a pretty good relationship when it comes to know, like, and trust. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that makes a huge difference. I think it does too. And I, I think it's so interesting when, when agents are afraid to go there being a new agent and they almost feel like they have to like bamboozle the new clients who don't know anything about them, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then, and then have that, like, almost like that gotcha moment at the end when hopefully everything goes okay. And then, Hey, if, if it's a complete dumpster fire of a transaction, I can just float away and they'll never hear from me again. Right. <laughs> so like you have that easy out, but I think there's a lot to say about like bringing, I think there's a lot to say about number one, bringing people into the journey of, of starting starting a new a new business. I remember I have not thought about this in forever. But when I was leaving um finance, when I was leaving my finance job, I was in those like cub cubicles. Right. And I would have conversations with the gal next to me like this. Like we'd lean out, <laughs> we'd lean out and talk over the wall of the cubicle. And yeah. I was telling her what I was doing. I'd already put in my notice. My manager was pissed. He wasn't talking to me. It was this whole thing. And and she goes and she had been working at this company for, I want to say, 25 or 30 years. Oh, wow. And she, and she was like, girl, you're doing it. You're really doing it. I always wish I would have done that. There's so many things that I would have, that I wish I would have done. And I, and I was 20, 21, maybe listening to this, like, I, yeah, I, I couldn't, you know, this whole thing, like, like that's, that's so crazy that she had wanted to do this for so long, but for whatever reason, had never taken the leap. Um, 
there are so many people who who feel that way and they might never tell you as a new agent but people want to see what that process looks like because they might want to do it themselves in the future it doesn't have to be real estate it could be doing anything Um, but people want to be a witness to somebody betting on themselves taking a step out taking a risk and making it happen that is like the american dream you know, is is going out there and trying to create a life for yourself, maybe in a new in a new line of work or in a new, you know, people love that story. And when you can share that transparently, either through the communication that you're having one on one or through the story that you're sharing on social media, I think it's really compelling. And I don't think new agents should be afraid of doing that. And I think that when you do bring people in, those relationships are going to be your cheerleaders for life. The people who we brought in in those early days, they have been with us through thick and thin. Um, and and we've been able to have these like legacy relationships because of that. And I think that's part of, because it was so huge for my business, I think that's part of why I'm so passionate about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think that you're, you, you understand that and it's hard. I think it's hard for new agents to understand it. I think it's, it's hard for them to see that vision going out that far that, you know, they can do it, but it's interesting. So on my, on my team, um, one of the things that we started doing this year is um, we have our internal uh, leadership council. And then on that council, we, we did in the first quarter, we had an accountability group of agents and then they switched everybody up in this quarter, we have a second group. And, um, you know, I, I have, I had my first meeting with those folks today and I sent them um, like a little questionnaire, just a little Q&A. And one of the questions on there is, you know, what what is your dream business look like? Mm-hmm. And it's because I think that so many agents don't know that the answer to that until somebody asks them and they have to sit there and think about it, you know, that they don't really know what business is supposed to look like for them when they get into this. Yeah. And I think but then that- then why are they getting into it? Not to interrupt. Why are they doing it from your perspective? Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, you know, I don't want to say that it's like, you know, anything glamorous wise. Cause you know, they do have some TV shows about this stuff, obviously. And, well, and because for that, me, I was running, I'll tell you why I got into it. I was running cause I was miserable at my job. I had no idea what was going to happen. I had no idea how hard the industry was, but I just, I just, it, I just like fell into it. Like there was no drive for me ever to get into real estate. I was never one of those people who was like, I dream of the, you know, getting into it. I've always wanted to do it. And I'll hear agents talk about that. And I'm like, really? Like, I, I had no idea. Of, like, I didn't know anything about real estate I, until like, I just kind of fell into it. Yeah, I, I was not one of those people because I was, I mean, obviously I was in a business for 18 years and, you know, but at the same time, I also... I, I can tell you the businesses before real estate, the restaurant business, the car business, like I had no inclination to be in either of those businesses at the time I got into them. You know, <laughs> I, I got into the restaurant business because I had gotten out of college, quit a job, had no income and needed to make money fast. And somebody invited me to come to a restaurant and work and make tips right away. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll it. do it. Spent I think five you just, and a half years in that business. I you think know? you just described every new agent's journey. <laughs> yeah. Just get invited into it. <laughs> You don't worry. You'll you're gonna be great at it. I can already tell. You're gonna get tons of closings the first year. <laughs> That's it. 
Yeah. And it, it's like, and then same thing, like the, the, the car business, when I, when I got out of the restaurant business, like it was, it was necessity. It wasn't like, Oh, I, I, I dream of selling 30 cars a, you know, a month and mm-hmm. you know, all the money it came out. Like I had no clue, you know? And, and so I did the same thing and in real estate, I mean, I knew, I knew a little bit ahead of time. I knew that I wanted to make a change, but the, like the only thing for me that, that drove me towards real estate was the fact that I guess I figured, and and I think we might've talked about this before too, but I think I was, I was already helping people with what's usually about the second most expensive thing that they spend money on. So I kind of thought, you know what, if I'm helping people with something like that, maybe I can help them with the number one thing that they're probably going to spend money on, you know, in, in their lifetime. And, and, um, it, it, you know, it's turned into passion, you know, really from that. And I think that um, it, had you asked me when I first started, what is my dream business? Look like? It would have been difficult. I, I wouldn't have really known what to say. And I think it's just something that develops over time. And that's why I said like that vision, that long-term understanding. Um, you, it's hard for a lot of agents, I think, to have that right away. And like the people that I'm working with now, I think some of them tend to kind of think of it along the lines of like, well, you know, three closings a month. Right. And it's like, oh, no, that's not what I mean. Like, I'm not talking about like how many closings a month do you have or how many, you know, I'm talking about like, what's your business like? Not not what's your income like? What does your business look like? You know, that's the byproduct of designing the business. Right. Right. You know, so um you know, and, and it's, it's, it's great though. I mean, I think the answers that I got from my group were pretty good. Um, and we met, like I said, we met today, they were appreciative of the fact that I even asked some of the questions that I did, which was fun, you know, um, and I'm really looking forward to, you know, how this, this next quarter goes. And, you know, we even talked about the fact that like, ultimately what I'm going to do to help them over the next three months, isn't even really going to help them during that three months, it's more about what's going to happen for them in the 90 and following days after that. So, yeah, that's a really good point. Hey, it's Stephanie, your host and founder of the Market Authority Academy. Just a quick note, I'm excited to share with you how our mentorship program can help you take your real estate business to the next level, just like it did for Abe Novi. I remember what it was like to feel lost, isolated, and overwhelmed in this industry too, but my husband and I have now become a top 1% real estate duo, generating more revenue and opportunity than we ever thought possible. And now I want to help you achieve the same success by earning an unfair share of attention through the latest social media strategies and business systems that make it all feel effortless. Check out the show notes to book your application call and learn how the Market Authority Academy can help you triple your real estate business revenue this year, just like it has helped Abe grow his business in Texas. Join us today and let's take your business to new heights. Now back to the show. Do you feel like you have vision? Have you cultivated vision for your ideal business and what that needs to look like for you? And can you share it? Yeah, I'm getting there. Um, you know, I think for me, I'm in um, a position <laughs> and I'll I'll tell you something just really, really funny, actually. Like I was thinking about some of the stuff that we learn in Market Authority and, you know, you have like the ABCs, right? And, you know, assess, 
build, connect, scale, sustain and scale. And, and I was talking with my, my group about it and I got to go back to them and apologize because like I completely, when I was thinking about it, all I could think about is so wrong to even say this, but all I could think about was the assess and then sustain and scale. And so I was like, you know, it's ass. That's it's a s s and I was like, no, maybe not. And then I just kept, I just kept rolling with it. That's all I could think of at the time. And then I got back to my office and I have it written. It's on my desk, like it's right there. And I see it almost every day, and I still forgot, you know. But I think I'm in, I, you know, I think I'm in that that like I'm still building, you know, mm-hmm. I, I have, you know, and, and this is something that I love about your program is that we still, we always assess. We're always, you know, every quarter we're assessing where are we at. And at the end of the year, we're assessing how our year went. And and so um, I think I'm still in that build phase where mm-hmm. I'm really working on like building out the things that I need to get to the S's to get to the sustaining the scale. I think the connect part is like the super easy part for me. Um, I think, you know, you probably see that and know that and can understand that. I think, you know, anybody who knows me probably could too, Mm -hmm. because connecting with people is super easy for me. Like I, you know, I, I'm kind of that person that, you know, can walk into a room and get to know people easily and I'm an open book. So I don't mind sharing stuff about myself with them. And so connecting that part is super easy, but the, the, like getting to where I can sustain the business and then grow it is I think where I'm at right now. And so for me, the the dream business right now is like, like for the next year to two years is to see, okay, how much more can I build upon the relationships that I've already got going hmm. basically. And the, 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 the numbers so far like show that it's growing basically. That's awesome. So, so what is that? Can you share a little bit about what that looks like for you over the next year or so, just as far as you can project? Um, you know, looking at what I accomplished so far, just in quarter one of this year, um, and when I compare it to where I'm at, so just to give like a frame of reference, basically my first year I did eight deals, um in like in 12 months and i it's always kind of weird because i started in like march you know or april so i wasn't in like for a full calendar year but if i go by like 12 month periods because i've been now i'm like really five days away from exactly two years licensed fully licensed so that's kind of cool um thank you so Mm -hmm. um so my first 12 months I did, um, and I was looking at these numbers earlier just to make sure I kind of knew exactly where I was, you know, going to be able to talk about this if we brought it up. So I had eight eight deals, and it was uh, roughly about two point one to two point two million in volume. Um, in the previous or in the next twelve months, I was able to double that. And I apologize, you're going to hear my cat in the background here. He's um, he'll probably jump up here in a second. I'll try to keep him down. Mm-hmm. Um, 
he's uh he's our talker basically so, so cute. <laughs> but um the <laughs> yeah he's he's uh this is the first appearance i think he's made on any of my zoom calls which I'm is not mad about cool. it <laughs> yeah so um so so in the in the second 12 months i basically was able to double that um i in the first quarter this year i have received eight referrals um, some of that has turned into business. Some of it is just nurture and, you know, kind of work with them to get them where they need to be. Um, but if I can, you know, keep it up and, and sustain and, you know, projecting that out through the rest of the year to have somewhere in the neighborhood of, of 30 referrals and opportunities out of that, it'll, it'll by far be anything that I did in the first two years. Basically. And that's not including team, like any of the other stuff you're doing, right? Yeah. That's, that's this, only this, for those. Yeah, this is only for my sphere. And I, I guess you could consider past client database too, yeah. because you know, some of this is from clients over the last two years. But yeah, this is not like new team leads that I've gotten. That's huge. And and that's not like that's not a long time. That's not a long time. It's two years of being really consistent and really focused and being able to cultivate that as a lead source. And I think that, again, that's just a really good illustration of what a lot of other agents do, regardless of, of how long they've been in the business, is they kind of like flit around from like different lead sources to different tactics and stuff. But when you and I first spoke, what is it, like a year and a half ago? Year, about a year and a half, yeah. A year and a half ago? Wow. Yeah, it's um, crazy. It's totally crazy. When you and I first spoke, that was one of the main things that you wanted to work on. And you were pretty new then. You were like, you're like, I got to. I, I want to make sure that I'm diversifying. I want to focus on generating my own business. And I was like, yeah, we can totally do that. And you, and you just, you just made it happen. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't by accident. So like, what are you doing today to generate that volume of referrals? It's a lot. Um, it's a mix of staying, you know, relevant on social media. And I say relevant, I don't mean, word. and I think we talked about this on one of the calls recently for, for market authority is, that like um for relevant to me isn't even posting as much as i used to like mm -hmm. i'm i'm not on there nearly as much as i used to when it comes to posting i'm not in the stories nearly as much as i used to um i think that it's become really more direct like direct focused uh attention i guess um i'm instead of worrying about what i'm posting so often I'm much more worried about engaging with people in their stuff. Um, I, you know, I have a thing that, you know, I do in the mornings. I try to do it in the mornings, but sometimes it gets throughout the day and I have to wind up doing it. I mean, I've done it at 10 o'clock at night is sending birthday messages to people in the DMs, you know, on Facebook or on Instagram or whatever. Um, you know, I make it a point to reach out to people and, yeah, I, I don't reach out to everybody. I mean, I've got people that are all over the place and I probably could do a better job. And maybe that's something I'll focus more on next year, you know, over this mm -hmm. next year is, you know, saying, you know, okay, yeah, so-and-so that lives in Chicago, I don't think they know very many people here, but what if they know somebody who wants to move to San Antonio, you well, know? That's a huge thing. And that happens to me. But remember, we were talking a little bit about like, what's, what's next. And, and if you don't mind me just sharing this, um, but when you get to this point, you start to look for ways to delegate that kind of thing. And that's like the perfect way to have help, like help bring those, those 
those lists of people to you. Like somebody can, you can literally hire somebody who one of their jobs is to help scrub through that list and that database and your social profiles and just send you a quick email or a message on Slack and say, Hey, definitely reach out to these people today. Don't forget. Here's here's a few sample messages that you could send. This is what I'm thinking for this person, that kind of thing. Yep. Yep. So, and I know that stuff frees you up, you know, to do other things and, you know, that is that is one of the things that I've loved about being in the Market Authority Academy is the fact that you hear about those stories from people who are implementing things like that. I know Sarah recently posted about, you know, her VA yeah. that she's using and like That's that. Just, right. She just, did just post about that. Yeah, it just it blows my mind, like like thinking about the fact that. You know, that that's one of the primary reasons that honestly that I don't do a lot of video anymore is just just finding time to edit it and sit there and do the captions and do all that stuff. And now, you know, getting to the point of understanding and, and you know, that you can have somebody do that work for you. And, um, you know, you you have stayed top of mind with people. And that that's what it's really been about. I think my focus, you know, you asked about like kind of where I see where I'm going, is, you know, is 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 really just more of consistency in that trying to stay focused. Um, the, the 10, 10, five aspect of what we do with social media, um, you know, in the feed and in the DMS and, uh, in stories and, and not even having to post as much of it, you know, um, because I think that, um, it's showing that it's worked. It's just showing that it's worked. Um, on top of that, one of the things that that you know um, I've noticed recently is I've, I'm getting a lot. I send a monthly newsletter, and I'm getting a lot more responses on the newsletter on things that I post. Um, you know, um, I'm doing birthday cards, so I do have a, an account that I use to send birthday cards and. I make sure that everybody that I talk to, anybody that goes into my CRM, I'm working hard to get that information from them. Um, I'm doing that by using Google Forms to send to people. You know, we've talked about that on the calls yeah. too, and I posted those things in the group. So, uh, you know, I, I've I've really, and I think we talked about this on on one of the calls too, is like the idea format, like for understanding, like how do I, what are the needs that I have in my business? how do I go about fulfilling those needs and serving myself when it comes to that and, and finding the ways to do it. And um, we talked in my, my accountability group this morning um, I brought up and I, I know I've brought him up on your podcast before is Tim Ferriss. He has this question that he asked, which is what would it look like if it were easy? Mm-hmm. And I so that. I always try to ask myself, like, what would it look like if it were easy? Like, okay, what would getting referrals from people look like if it were easy? Oh, it would be knowing when their birthdays are. It would be knowing when their anniversary is. It would be knowing their dog's name or their kids' names and you know all those things and and so um I think that uh that like honing in on more of those details is really what's going to kind of push me to that next level because the goal for me is to get to that point where I'm doing 75-80% of my own business basically is- at that point. So what does that do for you? Is that working with more of like the people that you really like to, um, or do you find that it's like less time consuming to generate that kind of business? Um, I think it's just, honestly, I think it's just enjoying it more. Okay. I think it's in, in 
like for me, it's, it's more, I like working with my friends. I like working with the people that were referred by somebody because they had a great experience. Um, you know, on, on the team level, like it's great. And it's interesting because I, I have, um, one of the people, uh, that I referred to on my first interview with you as a mama bird, she's not on our team anymore. She actually works for a real estate company here in town and is our, she's our, our, uh, area person that handles, you know, our leads and stuff. And I, I remember like talking with her and she was telling me that she loves going on appointments for like listings. She loves like cold calls. She loved all that stuff. Like that's how she built business for herself. And it was because it was like the hunt, like the (laughs) hunt of going on the appointment, knowing that if those people had two other interviews after hers, that she was going to get those people to sign right there. And she was going to be able to call those other agents and tell them, you know, Hey, you don't need to go to so-and-so's house because I just got that listing, (laughs) you know? And yeah, (laughs) like it was hardcore. It's hardcore, right? That is hardcore. That's like the most metal thing I've ever heard. Yeah. And if you knew her, like (laughs) if she, if she listens, I'm going to be sending her this. So if she listens, she'll know, she'll probably be (laughs) laughing, you know, but she's just really competitive with that, you know, and, and she's a go-getter when it comes to that. And it's interesting because one of the other agents that's in my brokerage, who is one of the top listing agents, she knows her and she's very similar to that. I think, you know, um, she is just a go-getter. She's somebody who really enjoys that aspect of things. Mm -hmm. And while, while I like going into somebody's home and meeting with them and maybe they're a stranger because they were a team lead and I got them and set up an appointment and we'd never met before. And, you know, what, what I like the most is the fact that like now I'm using a form to send them to ask them to give me some information so that when I go into the house, I feel like I have a better relationship with them. They feel like they did some work for me. And when I go into the house, like I'm almost just as comfortable talking about the personal things with them about why they need to move and all of that as I am about the listing stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that like being relationship driven has helped me be that way. And I, I go into it with the understanding that, you know, not everybody's going to be like that. If somebody's more statistical, more analytical, and that's the kind of agent they want, it's not to say that I can't get into all of that, but if they're not more touchy feely, I guess, you know, then we might not be a good fit and I'm okay with that. Like I'm perfectly fine with that. I would much rather help somebody that I'm a great fit for than somebody who I'm just trying to earn the business. And when we close the transaction, there's nothing else, you know? You know what that is to me? That is confidence knowing that the business is going to come and find you no matter what, and that you can afford to be choosy. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I could say I can afford to be choosy because- I'm not saying afford just just as of like just straight up like but you know that it's going to come to you no matter what so you you can take the time you can take the energy to focus on the right fit and you're going to win every time on that yeah yeah um you know I've I I think that it's it's definitely taken some time to understand that though for sure 
So I do see where like that's like something a new agent may not be able to do. Um, you know, we we have, you know, new agents that come on the team. And, you know, I, I was taking everything I could from the team when I got on the team. You know, I was taking every lead I could. I was driving all over the place. I had, you know, even even personal friends, if they needed something like up in, you know, another county, I was driving to the other county and, you know, doing that stuff. And, and there's the occasional like team lead that I'll still do that stuff for. But I've definitely gotten pickier about that. That because I understand that, you know, that hour I have to spend in the car going back and forth, maybe I could be better served doing something else in that hour. You know, mm-hmm. uh, maybe it would generate maybe, you know, using that hour to reach out more to my sphere or to use social media for something or to make more calls or whatever it is, or to get my newsletter together. You know, all those things are things that I think in the end, they'll probably wind up serving me better because we also know how many opportunities you don't get out of those leads because they were cold versus Mm -hmm. the warm ones you get from the people that are in your circle. Yeah. It's just a better way of doing business. It's definitely like more comfortable. And, and for me, like I'm an introvert, you know, I really need that like soft landing. I need that warm intro. Um, and that's not to say that I can't get it done in other, you know, in other scenarios for sure. But like, that's where I thrive. Um, and, and it was really challenging for me because when I got into the business, because I was that new agent with no sphere, I didn't have that like really deep, vast network that I could tap into to pivot from. And I had no idea how to establish relationships like from the outset. Like that's not something that, that I was taught. And I think that, um, if you don't mind me posing this idea, I, I I think that my generation, um, and, and you and I are just a little, you're a little, you and I are a little on, on separate. I'm old, Stephanie. It's okay. No, I'm kidding. I'm older. I get it. (laughs) Are you older millennial or are you Gen X? No, no, I'm Gen X. Okay. I don't want to assume either way. (laughs) For, for millennials, like we grew up in silos, you know, like, like we're very much, um, we're very much not isolated, I wouldn't say, but like there was no emphasis, at least where I come from, of developing a network. And even when we got into corporate America, they almost didn't want you to have a network because right. they wanted you to be on a, on a specific track that they could control. And so even though there were some like conferences and there were some like meetups, I was in a fortune like 25 company, right? Like I was in this huge company and, and, and the number of people I knew could fit on two hands. And, and so it was so hard getting into this and, and learning that, um, that I had to build, build out, you know, a network and and a Rolodex in that sense. But, um, and as an introvert, it was was really challenging, but as I started going through it and learning and going through the motions, and like you say, have more time and experience, that's when I was like, oh, this is, it's not even just because it's easier for me now. Because cold calling was never going to be an option for me. Door knocking was never going to be an option for me. It was too, too soft for that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the warm, the warm intro, the warm handoffs, the warm relationships, not only is it just like easier for me to do, it's so much more sustainable. It's so much easier to grow. And like, to your point, it's so much more fun. It's so much more fun to work with people who like are excited to see you and who understand the value that you bring. Like when you get a referral, what do they say that the person refer you 
like, like, what do they say about you? Are they like, oh, you have to go with A because X, Y, and Z? Like, what are the reasons that they give? Yeah, I, I you know, I think um, like the like one of the last referrals that I got, the lady texted me and basically, I mean, she said, you know, oh, um, Janet, you know, sent you sent me over to you, and she basically said, like, I have to use you, yeah, you know, and and I said, oh, that's really great to hear, you know, why did she say anything specific? And you know, it was just all about communication, being fun, um, knowledgeable, and and going like, you know. Um, the, there's I'm trying to remember exactly the phrase that one of my bold coaches used, which was it, it had some like like if you go the extra mile, you're almost always by yourself because so few people do it, oh, yeah. you know, and I, and I really thought that was something that was just awesome. And, and that's what she said was, you know, that you just went the extra mile for them, you know, and that was a family who was buying the people who referred them to me was uh, some people who were buying virtually. They had not seen the house and I had to do a walkthrough for them. We found them an off market property that, you know, was through my team that wasn't, didn't have to go to market. So that was in um, like August or September of 2021. Do you remember what it was like in 2021? How could I forget? Like how, yeah, exactly. How could you, (laughs) you know, it was so hard from somebody over, you know, to, uh, in another area to buy a house without seeing it mm-hmm. and, and feel confident that they could go 20, 30, 40, 50 grand over asking and get the house. And this was a VA buyer who couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. And we got them a house at a price that made sense for everybody. And they didn't have to compete with anybody, you know? And so they, they took all of that to heart. Um, they remembered that and they've actually referred, I've actually closed one referral with them. And then this person that they just referred, uh, is actually, um, um, kind of in the works. We're just trying to get them to a point where they're qualified and all that. Have you, that's, that's amazing. Have you done the math on your lifetime, your client's lifetime value? I haven't yet. Um, I've, I've done that. I've done that in the past in the car business. And that's where like, I know that's, that's why this topic is so important to me and is such a passion for me. Um, And, and I'll, I'll tell you, um, you know, I know in, in the notes that Gisela sent, like one of the things was an experience right in Mm -hmm. like what I'm going through right now, that is a great experience. So I just closed a referral from one of the family members of that family that's bought more than 20 vehicles from me. And um, they they bought, so I, I met the gentleman, um, they're from Jamaica, um, very patriarchal type of family, like the father, everything flows down from the father, you know, uh, all the kids look up to him for all the advice and all that stuff. And, and they were all, you know, younger back then, of course. And, and um, so, but like, he came in and he had had a bad experience at another dealership, gave him a great experience at our store. And I was his guy from that point on. So literally over about the period of 17 years, him, his family, their family, um, extended family referrals, over 20 vehicles in 17 years, the kids, everybody, I came in on vacations to sell that. Like I would be on vacation, just staying at home, hanging out, doing some stuff around the house or whatever. 
I would go in and help them even on my vacation, just because I knew that that's how valuable that relationship was. So one of their sons is actually in the financial industry now and wanted to meet with me and talk about finances and stuff. So I met with him. Um, He's kind of new to the company he works for. So he had, you know, his senior guy with us and we had lunch together. And that day he sent me the information for somebody um, that we wound up setting an appointment, going to have coffee, and she just closed on the 31st on our house. It's amazing. So, you know, that that's off of a 17-year relationship. Oh, and and it's so funny because there are agents who will be listening to this and like, oh, but I don't have that. And it's like, but you will. Like, you, you got to start going through the motions. You have to take action. You have to start talking to people with this mindset. And it's crazy how fast it can happen. Yeah, it, it. I think. I think the big thing is understanding. I would say probably the number one thing that has turned the tide for me, at least, that I think everybody, like you know, should should really think about and focus is like with social media in particular. Is what are you doing on it? Are you just scrolling aimlessly or are you intentional in what you're doing? And um, at the beginning of the year, uh, well, actually at the end of the year, I don't remember now if it was the 31st or the 1st, I think it might've been on January 1st. um, I made a pretty long post that was kind of an accountability vulnerability post about like where I wanted to go this year. And there were two words that I had that I talked about, and I'm pretty sure I posted these in my 90 day vision letter in the group and everything, but it was purpose and intention mm-hmm. and understanding what my purpose was and being intentional in getting to that point. And um, the intentional part of using your, your, your relationships, it has to be there. You know, if you're just on social media and I found it's, it's hard. I feel bad for everybody because I really want to enjoy some of the fun and some of the, you know, banter and stuff. But I just I don't really talk to agents on social media much anymore. Like yeah. I, I used to get into social media and, you know, you get excited and all these agents are following you and you're following them and oh, yeah. you're doing all this stuff. And, you know, it's great when you see their listings. It's great when they have a buyer that might need your listing. But other than that, those relationships, you know, ultimately, like you're, you are in competition with each other a little bit, mm-hmm. but those relationships aren't really getting you. Those, those agents aren't sending you clients. You know, now your title reps, your lenders, your home warranty people might. So definitely nurture and foster those relationships. But when it comes to um, the agents, you know, just being intentional on social media is for me, that's not talking to agents on social yeah. media, you know, and, and really like digging into, you know, all the the back and forth that can happen with them. Yeah, I think so many times um, realtors like really overthink this part. Because they're like, oh, it's the templates. Oh, it's the it's the value-driven posts. Oh, it's the information. It's the content treadmill. And I think it's, yeah. like you say, it's engaging. It's being a real person. And it's just showing up with your face. You know, can I tell you a crazy story that happened this weekend? Yeah. As we're winding down. I want to be respectful of your time. I sure, could talk sure. To you I, I, I could sit for another hour, but I know, I know we're going. <laughs> Me too. That's the problem. <laughs> I um, so this weekend, uh, yesterday, it's tar- I was at Target. I I fled my home for an hour or two of a leisurely stroll through Target because my child decided that yesterday was the day that he wanted to just be a total terror. Um, anyways, he's so cute. <laughs> but I go to Target. 
And I'm like scowling still, like as I meander through the aisles because I'm still trying to decompress from like the chaos. And somebody comes up and taps me on the shoulder and I had my AirPods in and I was listening to music and which I don't normally do in public, but I just really needed to decompress. I feel this tap on my shoulder and I turn around and it's this person I've never known. And she goes, Hey, Stephanie, I just wanted to say, I really appreciate what you do and all the content that you put out. And, and for me, I'm like, assuming she's talking about real estate because like I, I put out all this content on like I'm the content treadmill for me at this point is the real estate stuff. I'm always having conversations like this and doing the YouTube yeah. channel. And I was like, Oh my gosh, thank you. That's thank you for coming up and saying hi. I asked her what her name is. I was like asking her about herself. She's like, she's like, I don't want to, I don't want to bother you. I don't want to take up your time. I can see that you're kind of just doing your thing. Um, but I just really want to thank you. And I said, are you an agent locally? just assuming. And and she goes, no, I've just been following you for like the last five years. And I've learned so much about the home buying process and real estate. And I love your lifestyle content. And like, Abe, can I tell you, I, don't, I, th- I think I've only posted twice in the last month because I've just been really struggling with some personal things. Um, and, and I was like, Oh, like what? Oh my gosh. It's amazing. Like, she's like, I just love your Instagram. I love following, um, your journey and your family. And it's so cool to see how your business has grown. And I just want you to know that when I go to buy a house, I'm going to hire you. And I was like, that's great. And she said, and, and just so you know, I share your name all the time with people. I'm always telling people to follow you who want to buy and sell locally. I just think that what you're doing is great. And I was like, wow <laughs> like yeah. I've and, and I was like oh gosh I gotta get back on on Instagram and I need to start posting more <laughs> more because like you you lose sight of that when you're just going through the motions and you're posting just to post or or if you're taking a break for mental health like I was right. like you forget that people actually are seeing you on the other end and you might see like oh seven likes on a post or oh the reach was only 100 people or oh I only have 200 followers like whatever Imagine getting in front of that many people and like giving a seminar. Like that's hard. It doesn't matter how many people. If you have literally anybody's attention online, that's a really big deal. And it matters to them on the other end. They are choosing whether or not to engage with that. And so I think that just goes to show the importance of every engagement, every connection. You never know who's actually really getting value from that on the other end. It's so important just to keep showing up in that way. So I'm really glad that you said that. I hope that wasn't too self-serving of a story to share, but I thought that was a great, like that hasn't happened to me in a while. So I thought that that was so insane, especially since I haven't been engaging as much. It really... Like that, plus with what you're saying, made me realize even me, I need to get back on it too, because it's so important. And it, you, you know, you said something in there though, and and no, it wasn't too self-serving. I think that it was great. And I think that one thing that you said in there was important, and you probably don't even think about this, is that she said she's been following you for five years, but how long have you been in real estate? Yeah, almost a decade almost a decade. So it took you five years to get to that point where now somebody has been following you for another five and -hmm. now they recognize you when they see you in target and they, you know, tap you on the shoulder and they're not afraid to come up to you because you come off as approachable. You come off as somebody they want to be friends with, or they want to use for their transaction or whatever it is. And, and so I think that, um, that that's where that like long-term understanding 
And I, I do understand it's hard for agents, mm-hmm. you know, because they, they need to make money and, you know, but it's, you know, the old uh, commission breath thing is, mm-hmm. is a thing for a reason that people can feel it when you're just there for the transaction. And I think that that's where these relationships that we are developing comes in so much is, and I guess that's the other part of it when I said like, it's so much more enjoyable because you don't have to feel that way. You don't have to feel like, I've got to push this person in any way whatsoever. It's more like, hey, you know what? Like, let's just figure it out. And if it takes three months or six months or a year, just know that I'm going to be here and we're going to like stay in touch and those things are going to happen. And I'm not worried about whether it happens in 30 days, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I, I think that's important. You know, I have I have a client that I closed with in... I think it was the beginning of January or end of December, one of the two. And it's April. Um, we just went under contract last week on their purchase. They sold their house. They moved in with, you know, family for a little while. And, you know, I'm that's a somebody that I worked in the car dealership with. It's it's somebody I'm not going to push them. I'm not going to, you know, try to, you know, I offered some solutions for like a buy before you sell or something like that and found some ways to try to get something done. But I never was, you know, pushy about it. And I think you know, newer agents have a hard time with that for sure, because they want closings now, they need to get paycheck now, they just quit their job and they're going through their savings. And, you know, but so I do understand that it's difficult. But at the same time, if you just put in the work and, and, you know, I've actually changed my, uh, my screensaver on my laptop. Um, When I when I open it up anywhere, it just says all, all it says, it's all black. And all it says on is do the work. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Abe, I could talk to you for hours, like I said. This is <laughs> such a fun conversation. And this is why I wanted to do this because I knew this would be a really fun combo. So I want to thank you so much for, for showing up. And I want to acknowledge you for being so generous with your time and knowledge. You are such sure. a giver um, in, in how you share your experience and how you share your, um, you know, your your solutions for other agents who are who are struggling with these things. And I really appreciate it. Your time is is so valuable. So I'm really grateful um, that that you're sharing a little bit with it with me today. For those who want to connect further with you, where can they find you on social? Uh, on social, I am uh, on Instagram at Abe underscore Novi. Like I said, you won't see as much from me as you may have in the past, <laughs> but you can definitely still connect with me there if you have questions or anything. Um, and then on Facebook, um, I, I'm, I think I'm one of probably the only Abe Novis on Facebook. Uh, mm-hmm. If you look me up, um, I have a realtor. I do have a business page. I don't really use it that much. Um, that's one of my my goals this quarter actually is to start working on trying to kind of post more blog like content to that um, just to kind of get some engagement on it here and there and get some views. But uh, ultimately, uh, on my personal feed, there is where I do most of my connecting with people. So I love it. OK, cool. Guys, definitely check out Abe. Um, thanks again for hanging. I, I just I just love our, our conversations. So it's always a pleasure, Abe. You're absolutely welcome. Thank you for having me. And for anybody, I'm just going to say it because I know you're going to wind up ending your podcast with it anybody way, but for anybody looking for a coaching program, if you like what you listen to, book a call with Stephanie. I can tell you like this last year and a half in her program has just been amazing. And it's really driven everything that we talked about today. I really appreciate that. (laughs) Thanks. We'll talk soon. All right.
Thanks for tuning in. A high five on taking some time to invest in yourself and in your business. If you're looking for more, head over to the show notes to find all the details and links to resources mentioned in this episode of the Market Authority Show. And if you're looking to find a new crew of like-minded pros to ask questions and bounce ideas off of, head over to the marketauthorityacademy.com to join my exclusive community on Facebook, check out my latest free masterclass and tons of bonus content, or apply to my mentorship program to learn how I can help you triple your business this year. Until next time, keep on crushing it.